Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Mariana Carore. Mariana is a best-selling author, international speaker, and executive well-being coach. She started her career as a national team rower for Brazil, then she became a health coach, and she's since helped thousands of people in many countries and ended up developing her own methodology, the Reset Method. Now her method is inside her book, Fuck the Diet, How to Get Off the Weight Loss Roller Coaster and Lose One Kilogram Per Week. In this episode, we talk about why we need to move away from diets, how stress influences health and weight loss, and how to embody the disciplined mindset of athletes. If you feel like that you need a boost with your mindset and how you view your weight loss journey, you'll love what Mariana has to share in this episode. How are you going today, Mariana? I'm fantastic. It's such a wonder to be here, Lauren. I am so stoked to have you here. I can just feel your energy through the screen, which is always a really nice feeling. And I love that, you know, you, I help people a lot with fitness, but you help people a lot with the diet and the mindset and athlete minds and and lifelong transformations. And I personally love that your book is called F the Diet. As an Australian, in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, fuck the diet. Um, So I'm really stoked to have you here and, and to chat more about that and chat about, you know, your expertise. Yeah, it's lovely that everybody thinks like this, but I just may forget that I. <laughs> no, there is no intention that for people to read and that. But it's, it's really about like, let's end with the suffering. There is like, there is no need for us to keep suffering. Uh, if there was a great diet, we'd have just one because people would get the results and that's it. But every day we have a new diet. And so, my mission is to stop with the suffering. Let's get results. And it's I simple. Love that. It's much more simple than people are doing. Totally. And I love that you have a, such a clear mission. I'm going to start this podcast or this conversation that we're going to have with the question I ask everyone. I feel like when you have a really clear mission, you've written a book, you're helping people in this way, there's always a backstory. Can you tell me the context that I need to know about your life to know why you help people in the way you do today? Yes, absolutely. There is a backstory on that. Um, so I grew up in a family of uh, people that love sports. My mother was a personal trainer. She, cha- she changed a little bit her pet, but she continued to train uh, the whole time. But at certain point in my life, I was around 15 years old and I decided to be a, a model. And uh, and at this point, there was no body, uh, like accepting your body, embracing, and you are beautiful the way you are. No, or you are really skinny, or you're not a model. And so I decided to stop eating. That was it for me. And so I became very anorexic, and I had many many issues with that. Like I was in a fight with my body and with food. Uh, to achieve a goal that I had that was to become a mother. Of course, I got really sick. Like if you stop eating and there is no way your health continues. And so I changed it because uh, like I, it flipped the coin for me. 
because I started to take medication, cortisone, and I just balloon like, and all for the next months, I balloon 18 kilos. It was crazy. And so I was really in an unhealthy relationship with food and uh, with my body and food. And so at certain point, I was really down because uh, I, I had many health issues because uh, no, nobody can be really healthy, um, giving no nutrition for the body. It's like the fuel of mm. the body. And so things start to deteriorate. And uh, I got to a point that I decided like, okay, what is the point that I really know? And uh, that my mother always taught to me and was like, get back to exercise, find yourself, nurture mm. yourself, move, get some good energy going. So I start to move and I end up moving and moving and finding a sport that I love so much. I still love so much is rowing and um, rowing led me to <laughs> great things in life. I end up being a national team rower. Um, but through this process, I really found peace with nutrition and how can I nurture myself, uh, maintain a weight. Uh, without guilt, eating what I want, but also eating things that feed my dreams. And so I, I made peace with all this journey. And I thought was um, everybody should know. And I started to coach um, a lot of people. And it's, it's been two decades uh, right now that I've been coaching people to make peace with uh, nutrition and to love the little droplets of um, self-love they give through food, through movement and everything in between. Mm. And so to rediscover themselves and see that it's quite simple and the body is such a, a great place to live in and how we do this. So I think in a nutshell, uh, that's the backstory really is uh, how can I pass what I learned to people? Wow. And you have such an interesting backstory in terms of like having that goal to be a model and then actually going through anorexia, then putting on 18 kilograms for those in the US, that's about 40 pounds in one month, which is, which is absolutely insane. Did you get your goal of becoming a model when you were 15? Like, did you become one? No. Uh, I had very little modeling uh, at this point because I ended up so sick. It was such yeah. a, It was at the mind of a teenager that without much guidance on what to do, I had a goal and I was extreme. That's it. Uh, I ended up sick. That's what mm. ended up happening with me. I ended up very sick. Um, so, no, I didn't go to modeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That part of the story really does resonate with me because I, out of high school, um, you know, my first job when I was in university, I was a promotional model. So I was like the Midori girl, the Jim Beam girl, like I'd, I'd go to the races and then I do like the bikini waitressing and the pubs and stuff like that. And I really liked my body. I always had a really positive role model, but I've always been a, a size six, which is like a size 10 in Australia, but a size six, which is like, it's not large, but it's not like a size two or a size four, like like what models are. They're, they're generally a size zero or two. And a size six when you're 175 centimeters tall or five nine is actually quite healthy. And I know that I couldn't do certain jobs because I didn't fit into the clothing. And I, I, 
I was told by other girls like that I should do this nutrition program and I just wasn't buying it personally. So I didn't go down that path. But it, I know as a young woman, it was, I, I didn't feel beautiful sometimes because I wasn't small enough. And then the other part of me like didn't want to be smaller. So it, it's really tough as a young woman being told you need to look a certain way to fit into a certain mold, isn't it? It's really tough. And nowadays we have Vanestra, which is social media where people yes. are photoshopped with uh, filters and everything in between. And we look at that and we aim to be that without considering much ourselves. And the more you know, the more like uh, when I end up understanding how people take pictures for magazines and everything, it's completely unnatural. They diet or they go just before a bodybuilding um, competition they have this um, framework of two to three days where they have that body. And mm. after this, they are starving so much that they eat crazily and they balloon. And, but what we see in the picture is, uh, is that body. We didn't saw that the person is starving was angry like it, it could be at my friends doing bodybuilding. And I think it's an art bodybuilding. It could be an art, but the reality when we live around people doing this kind of photo shoots for magazines is they get so angry and so um, uncomfortable. And so it's, it's unpleasant to be around. So mm. what you see is a beautiful body, but is that a way to live? I don't think so. So it's important for us to realize that things are not the way we see it and we can get mm. the body we aim for. But in a health way, uh, keeping our joy, keep our energy high, not like me, stop eating and my energy <laughs> is so low. It's, it, it was really no way to do it. But can we do something with joy and not with pain? That's the main point here. Mm, I love that. And I feel like a big problem is that we are comparing our full selves to someone else's highlight reel. And the only thing that we need to do is take a look at our own social media and our own Instagram and look at our own feed and how we look. And then like all of the backstory, like it could be a simple picture with like you and your spouse, but you know that you had a massive fight the night before. We don't consider that this is so curated, these feeds in the way that we want other people to perceive us. And, and it is easy to manipulate that. And even if it's not filtered, we're not going to post a photo of us with a face mask on on a Monday night. We're going to probably post a really hot picture of us on a Saturday night, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's so true. And at the end, like why people resonate with your lovely podcast, Laurie, is because you're vulnerable here. You're talking mm. the real deal. It's not because you're trying to be perfect. Nobody can relate with someone that is perfect. There's something missing there. We, we have our ways to deal with ups and downs. And uh, some people have better tools to deal with this and can manage better emotionally. But we all go through challenge. And that's what bonds us as human beings, I think. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about those tools. So... For you, what I really heard about your story is that your mother was quite nurturing. So a lot of people, I hear these stories and they talk about how their mother like got them onto a diet when they were eight years old. And, and I think that's something you and I have in common. Like my mom was awesome. She loved my curves. Like she was five foot three and a skinny athletic type. So she loved the fact that I had boobs and bum and always told me how pretty I was. And I think that's why I didn't go down that 
that path of self-hatred when I was doing promotional modeling. Um, but it seems like your mum was really integral in terms of like helping you find exercise again. And even though you did go through that journey, can you tell me more about, you know, what that looked like of you finding rowing? Yes. So I, I think my mother had um, in her mind the society thought that the skinnier you are, the more well-accepted you are. Yeah. So somehow this, uh, this came to me. So it was not <laughs> a perfect concept, but I understand the time she was and everything. She's a, a, an amazing woman and I love her. Uh, it's like, it's incredible. The love I have for her is just incredible. But anyway, she had her constraints of, uh, I came from a family that my grandmother was a white slavery, an immigrant that came from the Second World War, uh, immigrated to Brazil. So you can imagine how how fragile my mm. grandma was and what passed through that. And that wow. has a, a consequence in that mm. someone that being stepped so much, she did the, like uh, a lot of my grandma, but she like uh, she was not in her full power because mm. of her life story. She didn't claim the full power as a woman, and things came along as like we women have to behave in a certain way. We have to look in a certain way and do certain things. So that passed through. But um, my mother, like, really loves sports. And uh, that's the way I found to find myself again. Is like, what can I love? And movement for people that dive deep in movement is kind of we end up loving ourselves through finding pleasure in the body, doing movement. And if some of us, uh, your audience here is listening to us and think, I don't like sport or I don't like movement. Yes, you do love. You maybe didn't find yet what you love. Mm. But all of us love as kids. There is no kids, unless they are sick, that you say like, let's play. And they're like, oh no, I hate movement. But they love. <laughs> they yes. love. Yeah. So there is no human being that come like, no, I hate it is maybe we have some trauma because kids say that we are bad in exercise or the family or a teacher say you are uncoordinated, you don't have, or maybe they just present to us movements that we don't like. So maybe if you mm -hmm. show me like volleyball was something that I never liked myself, I found that hurt me, that ball hitting my arms and Brazil is big in volleyball. So I didn't like at all volleyball. So if you present to me just volleyball and something else, I maybe think I don't like exercise. So I, I like to highlight this movement. When you find something that you like it is a, is a way that you connect uh, yourself with pleasure and it's not painful. Like I have to exercise. No, I can't wait to exercise. Are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. 
Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated, and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. The Goal-Getting Journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the Goal-Getting Journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HF podcast. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HF podcast at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. I would say like most people that haven't stuck to their goals are more experience orientated than they are results orientated. Because people who are more results orientated will do the hard thing getting the results. But I would say most of us like care more about the journey than the result. And that's why exercise is too hard because they haven't found their love. And I love the way you put this because it actually put together a personal journey for me. I was told that I was uncoordinated because I was falconed, which is like when the ball hits you in the head, like I just couldn't catch the ball. When I did discus in grade seven, I did the discus. I hit somebody in the head. Like and I was going to get in trouble from the teacher, forget it, but I was just that uncoordinated. And it actually took as an adult, like I'm a personal trainer, I'm coordinated, I teach kickboxing. It took trying different movements. Yes, team sports are not for me. Um, you know, maybe, maybe playing tennis every now and again or something like that is fun or dodgeball in the pool or something like that. That's fun. But it took trying different things. So dancing, um, boxing, Olympic lifting, and I'm very coordinated at Olympic lifting and boxing, but it took a few different things to figure out that love and figure out what I enjoy, which is why holistic fitness is like, hey, you don't have to fit into this box of the gym or volleyball. And and you've had the same journey. It took you a bit. It's like, okay, rowing is the thing that I enjoy. And that's how we need to look at it. Yeah. And uh, something that I found fascinating is most of us choose what we love it through the systems we have. So for example, yes. if your system of your eyes, um, eyes hand coordination is not working well, of course you don't like uh, bow sports. If, uh, mm. So there is a bit of systems getting a play. If your eyes are not good in seeing things coming, of course you're not gonna be good on that. In the same way, if we rehabilitate that system, which nowadays we have the technology, neurology evolved in such a speed in the past 15 years, we reestablish the system and now you start to like it, this. So for example, if you see rowing, there is no contact. I didn't like the ball coming towards me. In the rowing, I was in a single escape. There is nothing coming towards me unless it's a bird or something. There's no <laughs> And there's many things that you see is my system was happy with that movement mm. more than like just my mind and my understanding. So our body is so good to keep us surviving and that we don't even realize that it's making choice for us to keep us safe. So wow. sometimes it's, it's just getting someone that can understand system for us, rehabilitate. 
because we might like something and we think we are uncoordinated. No, just rehabilitate the system. You coordinate it. We are, we are fantastic human beings. We just need to take bad habits or little issues in the middle of the way and we're good to go. Yes, I love that. Can you teach me more about these systems and how they impact our habits? I I haven't had a guest that explained it in that way before. And I personally feel as though I taught myself to be coordinated as an adult. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about this. And if someone's listening and they're like, I don't want to go to the gym because I'm uncoordinated. Like, how do you how do you help people with that to fall in love with movement or or diet or habits or whatever it is? Yes, um, fantastic question for us to open up here. So there is a thing that is very personal. Um, when we're treating with uh, uh, the neurology and the systems, I like to get really individual work because each one is one. So let's say, for example, that uh, doctors allow you to do everything, so I don't need to worry about these climbers or anything. So, for example... If we slowly rehabilitate you in the vestibular system, like a little slowly rotations to one side and I see the results in your body or to the other side and I see how your body takes the information. Um, I start to test and see which patterns in your body are not working nicely. So with that, I start to address, let's say is eye system, we strengthen your eyes. So, so there is uh, more than 27 skills that the eyes do it. We train the eyes, like we train everything else. Like there is, mm. uh, there is the muscles there and we train. If they aren't trained, well, they just behave the way they are sedentary or they are tight or they are weak. We just train that. Uh, if the vestibular system is really messy, we train that vestibular system for the ones that doesn't know is basically the balance system is how mm. the brain interprets eyes and motion. And the brain is so worried about motion. Uh, it checks it thousand times per second where you are located in space and time. So the, one of the first thing I see people doing wrongly is every movement they do it, they move the head pretty fast. And I yeah. try to locate the head in one place. The body can move fast, but the head a little bit is lower. So the body doesn't need to pass to so much trouble to understand where you are located in space and time. I hope uh, uh, you could understand what I mean on that. So if people are jumping one side to the other, when they go to the head, one side to the other, oh, the brain has to figure out everything. And if you keep the head in the middle, the body jump one side, the body jump the other, it's a lot easier. So those are the details I'm looking for. And then I, I, I look for um, uh, uh, eyes-hand coordination. We can just pick a touch a point, touch your nose, touch a point, and I see what is going on, how you are behaving. And uh, I might train you a little bit on that because uh, what we understood nowadays is Everything, the body is adapting. And the body is mm. not just adapting for things that you want to adapt. It's adapting as well for things that you don't want. For example, if you sit the whole day through with bad posture, the body will say like, okay, you want to keep this posture? I'm going to make very easy to keep you in this posture. And so tighten mm. up your hip flexors and uh, it make you round shoulders and like round that. So the body is adapting. So, and also I'm going to bring 
here one concept that like we train for adaptation. We don't train to get ourselves tired. We train to achieve some adaptations. Let's say you want to be better in netball. So I train the amount I can train you for you to the next day or the following day to have better results. I don't train mm. you to make you really tired. Like, wow, now we did a great workout. I maybe pass. I tip the point and I make you worse instead of adapting for better and make you worse. So is these details that we look for when we um, are trying to bring one person from one level that maybe they think like they are zero or minus in something to a level that is normal and then to a level that is outstanding. It depends the goals of people, but uh, the idea is always surprise what they think they are capable of and trying mm. new things. There's so much goodness in trying, allowing yourself to go to these humble spaces where mm. you're not good. Let's say yeah. recently I took hula hooping and uh, of course I was not good in the beginning, but I allow myself to go to this phase that I'm really crap, really, really bad. And nowadays I'm quite good, not fantastic, but quite good. So. And it was a process, and um, and I love this. It's, it's rehabilitating the body. There's all this exercise that you do naturally as a kid. They rehabilitate the body, and that's the beauty of it. If you get a kid, they are doing to rehabilitate things, uh, doing things to rehabilitate their bodies, like uh, crawling on the floor, rehabilitate mm. the body. They are rot spinning like crazy at certain age, and you're like, oh, stop with this. No, that's exactly <laughs> the time that they are building the vestibular system. And they are doing this in a natural way, is exactly what the body needs. Mm. But we lose the tune with this. So I open for you to ask questions. <laughs> oh, I love that you're talking about the vestibular system and a. a a little bit more about neurology as well, because I don't think we touch neurology enough in terms of movement and diet. And it's so cool that you have so much experience and even touching on like the learning new things. Like at any age, you can build new neuro, neuro pathways in the brain. To, to And I think like a lot of us kind of think that because we were bad at something previously, we'll be bad at it now. And it's the confidence to be kind of shit at something for a bit until you get better. <laughs> then it's like, and that's why, you know, I personally love to help people with gym anxiety. Something I do as a yoga teacher. So I am aware of the vestibular system um, and doing balance poses, but then also like having, a, for people who can't see me, I've got my finger in front of me. Um, and then you like move your finger to one side, but like look at it with your eyes. Like I know there's a lot of drills you can do to improve that like vestibular system in some ways. Is there any other ways, like, does your diet help at all? Like how, like how do these other great habits help us um, with our brain health and, and, and that adaptability? Yes. Everything is a combo and nothing is separate. The more we divide just to make sense of things, uh, we need to put it together when we analyze a human being. We divide it to make sense, but we shouldn't look separate because everything goes together. Uh, for example, inflammation will, of course, uh, influence your whole body. So uh, joint pains and things in between can very much be a sign of inflammation in the body related to your nutrition. Um 
other things like we are all connected. So the more we can address every single bit of us and let's not complicate it, it's simple. The more we start to connect ourselves again with our body, which we lose. Society made us look outside the whole time so we can work like dogs and produce money for someone else and make this society run. But in reality, we need to always make sure we are connecting with ourselves and see what we feel and what we need and how can we nurture ourselves. Otherwise, we give packaged food for ourselves we give television nonstop with fear-based news. And at the end of the day, we don't feel very much humans. We feel stressed and uh, stressed is more a sign of fear. And, mm. um, and also that we, not that we are doing too much, but we are doing too little of the things we want to do it. Yeah. is it, uh, like uh, the soul is suffering. Mm. And if we don't stop and think about like, how am I nurturing myself? We, we usually have fear to look inside. We have fear to connect and discover what we think we cannot handle uh, or that we will become somehow too different, that we cannot cope with uh, stress or society. But that's not the reality. The reality is, we can have the more and be really happy, which is really my mission, is bring people to joy places. Because uh, if I invite people to do a new diet, what do they think? Like, you're inviting me to have pain. So what they do one week, three days before, they eat like, like Crazy, never yeah. before. <laughs> like never before. Because why? Like, I'm going to have so much pain. Let me have pleasure here. So... Mm. It, it, the system the person uh, is offering to you is wrong. And what's happened, you think you are a failure. You think you cannot cope with diets, that you are no worth because you cannot follow through. But who can invite me to a pain party? Some people like it. I'm not the type that <laughs> like, but invite me to a pain party and um, do you want to go? I don't invite me to the joy party, the celebration of life. I want to go. So mm. why are we inviting people? Because it's a billionaire industry and uh, society is fed with this. But in reality, if we start to connect with ourselves, give these droplets of self-love, bit of in the nutrition, we food make me feel amazing. Not in the minute I eat, because junk food, you feel amazing in the second we are eating. A little bit later, you feel guilty, you feel weak or uh, running down in energy. And mm. later on, it's like snowball. And how can I give these droplets of food that make me feel energized and proud of myself and exercise movement that make me love the body I live in and um, doing some connection like meditation or just respiration, vagus nervous stimulation. And how can I give this droplet of uh, love again? And all this is signaling to your body like I'm here for you. I love you. And you start to feel like, wow, like uh, I'm so happy. I'm growing. And that's what human beings need. Need like they are growing and they are like uh, really taking care of themselves. And uh, 
it's much more simple to feel joy in life. It's, I, I just love the process. Absolutely. And I'm totally with you. I, I, I truly believe that self-love is giving yourself that joy, but also giving yourself what it needs, like something healthy to eat that you enjoy or movement as well. But that can trigger some people. Some people view self-love as eating pizza, eating chocolate, eating wine. Nothing wrong with that, but it's the intent behind it. So how do you help people balance being able to enjoy the things they love, which may be wine and pizza? I love wine and pizza still. Yeah. While also ensuring their body gets enough of the fuel it needs from a place of love. That's exactly the point we need to get in this yeah. conversation. <laughs> so you don't need to stop eating, uh, eating things that uh, you love at this moment in your life. You just need to allow yourself to discover other things that you love and other ways to nurture yourself. Let's say you know very well what is the feeling of drinking, the feeling of eating pizza, the feeling of getting high in some way. And even like food is a way for us to uh, bottle down some uncomfortable body sensations that mm. people would say like anxiety or stress. It bottled down. It make you feel just a little bit numb to this feeling for time. It doesn't solve the problem, and that's the issue that we were gonna yeah. eat more and more. But it make you buffer. And I understand we are trying to be happy. Yeah, nobody eats uh, pizza trying to be unhappy. Nobody drinks trying to be unhappy. Nobody uses drugs to trying to be unhappy. They trying to be happy. That's all. So what we do is we invite people to understand what motivates them in life, what makes them uh, come alive. And maybe they don't know anymore what makes because they've been following life. They've just been mm. following like, I'm a good mom and then I'm a good partner. And then at a point that I don't know who I am, but I'm a good mom and, I'm, and now I am stressed. I'm yelling at my kids. I can't handle my ex-spouse, my partner, whatever it is. And, and then you feel like you are trapped. But maybe you just forgot to look to yourself. And so the first step is really to understand that human being and understand what moved them forward. And that can be like, I just want to be so energetic to play with my grandchildren or to have my children and fully enjoy the time or to be the best businesswoman I ever saw, businessman, or whatever floats your boat, whatever make your eyes shine. And I, what I want is really get this different energy when I see like, oh, now I tap it in something. And might take seven, eight times questioning. But when I, I do the right question, because people are in the surface. And so we need to peel the onion and then we mm. touch it and like, Oh, the voice changed, the eyes water, and like, ah, I'm getting to something here. And then we anchor this that we discover because that's a motivation in life. Mm. And, and then we start anything in between. Then we can start to invite people like, okay, I know that you love pizza and like, but how about you try uh, to add more water and always something really simple. I don't like to take things away, but to add things in yes. the first place. Like, let's not invite for the paint party. Let's go for the, like, the joy party. Can you 
increase one or two cups of water is that, yeah, but I can cut all the carbs and things. And I'm, no, no, you don't need to do that. Let's add this because this they tried before and mm. it didn't work. So they are coming with the same model and like the chance for us to get a new result are very little. So mm. I come with a new model. It's more simple and more deep. And so we go then, we rediscover this person. And I'm going to touch on a subject that might be a little bit uncomfortable for some here, uh, but I think it's necessary. So mm. many people, we judge people that are, the body's holding more weight. Yes. But maybe, maybe this person disconnects themselves with the body because maybe they've been abused at as mm. children or later on. And that's quite common. It's more than 25 of us. Yeah? And the numbers might go a lot higher. So how can you ask this person to find pleasure connecting with the body when the body was the place that caused so much pain? Mm. So we cannot treat people like this, like just change and they, we haven't made a gentle and empathetic journey to embrace this person and to mm. say like, you are amazing the way you are. You are a beautiful soul, a beautiful person. But now I want you to find really love on yourself. And mm. maybe this will involve changing a little bit the way we deal with something and that would be like the way you are dealing with your food people don't want they know what they should be doing if they know if they know align the thoughts with the actions there is something behind mm. and if i punish people or coming from a way that like i, I just uh, dismiss it just do it this in a in a military way in a boot camp yes. way do it this, do it this how long will last this mm. like we're chasing love. We're chasing to be embraced. We're chasing comfort. We're chasing to be understood. It's basically, do I exist in your world? Can you see me? Mm. And that's how I see people. Like, can yeah. you see me? Yes, I can. Hey, Holistic Fitness fam. A quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals. And sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full-spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. 
All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee. L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. We are so quick to judge and we are so quick to, you know, whether you're somebody that's perceived as very successful, you can be really quick to judge them on social media. And then also like somebody that's perceived as maybe unsuccessful in their health journey, we can be quick to judge them as well without... You know, as I was listening to you talk, you know, you said that we need to connect with ourselves and see what we need. And a lot of people that maybe are eating the pizza and drinking the wine and not rediscovering themselves and considering other ways that you can also love yourself are in that fear-based cycle, in that stress cycle. And, you know, explaining about people who maybe their their BMI is on the higher side and, and on the metabolically unhealthy side, you know, they're in that stress cycle as well. You know, why are they eating? I would say as a personal trainer, I don't have quantitative evidence, but I know that a lot of it is emotional eating and it's to fill some sort of void or wound. Um, and instead of focusing on that, they're punishing themselves through food. So I would love to know, like, how does this stress or this fear impact our health and our weight loss from your point of view? Yeah, so we have like a cortisol going on when we are stressed. So cortisol makes quite impossible for us to lose weight. It mm. also, when we are stressed, we rarely sleep well. And mm. if we don't sleep well, research already told us very clearly that we're going to do bad choices in the next day, food-wise, and yeah. not to say emotional-wise as well, because we're tired, we are a bit irritated. So uh, it, it says no goal, really, that if we don't cut from a point, like uh, if someone don't see us like uh, where do we start to cut the cycle? And what's the most powerful way I can start this? It's hard. That, that's what uh, is the missions of coaches, I, I understand. And I always have at least three coaches in my life. Being a former athlete for Brazil, I understood every athlete have a coach behind. So the yeah. glory is not just from them. There is a team behind. There is physiotherapists. There is doctors. There is a coach. There is a physical preparation. There is everything in between there. And that's why people can get to Olympic level. By mm. themselves, they cannot. So it's starting to accept that if we have some condition, and if we don't have the monetary condition, there's thousands of books um, there that have this level to teach us. Um, of course, it, we shortcut, we get a speed when someone bridges us from one place to another. But being able to see it, how we cut in a quick way that cycle, for example, of stress. I cannot change the situation of anybody at work or family related, but I can invite them 
to experiment some tools that make them cope better with yes. stress or make mm. them cope better with a really difficult situation where they can find their center and take decisions from there. And that means that you can have thousands of challenges. I will not even call problems, but they feel manageable for you. Mm. And if you lack sleep or if you eat, like, let's say you ate a lot of junk food and don't get me wrong, you can eat your junk food every now and then. And there is no problem. If you're giving great things for the body, the body can cope with that usually. Um, But if you eat like one week, just junk food, the chances that you're going to be able to cope with some challenge in your life or exercise, which you need to invest some energy to exercise, are very little. So what do you think? You think you are lazy, Mm -hmm. but you're not. The body is lacking energy. You're not lazy. The body is lacking energy. No kid Mm -hmm. is really lazy. Maybe they are with an issue behind in the systems because kids will not be calm and quiet and wanting to rest if they are all good. No, they usually have a flu that you don't know. They usually have something behind the scenes or they have an allergy or uh, like allergy or intolerance of something. They are so inflammated or they are emotionally suffering. And so this is stealing their energy. So that's really the thing where we look and unlock people and um, is, is really unlocking people and bring them to different heights. And, um, and that's really the journey for my body. I had to, like, I didn't give this time for myself. I didn't have this capacity at this time in my life. So life called me through disease. So this mm. is, my ease has ended. Yes. And so I had two options there. Surrender for the disease and be in the hands of other people to help me. And uh, they weren't finding the solution. So I was um, having difficult to get out of this place. Or I could claim myself back. And what can I do for myself today to help me? And mm. uh, life put me in a situation that I, there was no choice for me. There was choice. But it was more difficult to get this choice. Uh, I'm going to eat just pizza and um, whatever and drink vodka. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. It. I'm already suffering. Let me have some fun, which could be one option. But uh, very unluckily, me, it would lead me to the healing I had. Mm. So I had to, okay, what can I do for myself now? So today I can do some little movements to my joints. Tomorrow, I can do some meditation. Today, I just can drink water. And the next day, I can try to look where I can add things that will take inflammation away. I will eat some ginger, turmeric, whatever. Mm. What's the simple ways? And so that's the, the pet. I had no much choice, but the life bring it to me like, okay, what are you doing? What are you going to do? And that's really the point that I get it, none of us can afford for too long to be unhealthy emotionally, um, psychologically, um, physically, because the body will struggle to handle all of this. So Mm. it's much better if we can get to the point that we are preventing something to 
take place in your body. And uh, then to get when he's already there and it's difficult to find the motivation. Everything is possible. I had two big situations in my life where my health was taken away and I had to start the journey again. Everything is possible, but it's a bit harder to find your strength on that place. So that's really the point. Like, um, when is the time that we can really find the joy and the happiness we so much want without the need of extra time, creating extra time, but inside the time we have and inside the actions we take in life, what can we do at to mm. take us to a better place and healthier and a happier place? So that's really the point I like it. Absolutely. And I love the little example you provided of the little daily actions you can take, even when you were very unwell, you know, you know, while I lay on the bed, I can do a meditation or I can have a tea with ginger in it. Like those small actions really do compound over time and help give you the energy, which reduce your stress, which improves your sleep, which lowers your cortisol, which helps you have better, um, make better choices. And it really is full circle, but it starts with that tiny little action you can take today to bring that joy in, to nurture yourself and to love yourself. Mm. Yes, that, that's, that's the whole point. I love how you summarize it. <laughs> I've loved having you on the podcast today, Mariana, and I do know that we're we're coming to a close here. We do have a final question on this podcast before we get into, you know, how we can all find you and learn more about your work. And that final question is, if you were sitting across the table right now from your 20-year-old self, what one sentence of advice would you give her? You are doing the best as you can, but you're not going to stop here. There will be a lot of different understandings on life and life will get better. Don't look to the day you are having today as if life is what you are having today. Things are just starting and each day can be better. Go, girl. (laughs) I love that. I do think that we can sometimes take our bad days so personally without realizing that, hey you know, on your best days, it can get even better. And on your worst days, it will definitely get better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. How can we, I know, I know you've got a book. I know that you're active on social media for those on the podcast who I know will want to connect with you because they really resonated with some of the things you've said and your energy. How can we get in touch with you? Well, if you type marianacadori.com, you get to my website if you go to my Instagram, it's at Mariana underscore Cadori. And I think you can see the notes how you write my name. And just DM me, say to, to me what you heard in this podcast, what you resonate, and it will be a pleasure to talk with you. Yay. Awesome. Yes. I'll definitely have all of those details in the show notes and your, the spelling of your name will be in the title and it will be in the, <laughs> in the show notes. So we'll definitely make sure it's in there, Mariana. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you so much. Great. And for everyone listening at home, in the car, cleaning the house, wherever you're listening today, eat well, move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.